0: Hello, my name is Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. You can check my website out at MyersDetox.com. And on that site, in this podcast, we talk about everything related to heavy metal and chemical detoxification, how to detox, the best detox supplements and protocols. But today on the show, we'll be talking about. CBD, all of its many benefits, how to do the, how to take it correctly, what to look for when buying a product. Should you vape? Should you not? Um, all the different health conditions that are helped with CBD, and should you buy organic? What should you look for in a product? Just lots of really amazing tips and information from Dr. Mary Clifton uh, coming on the show, and she's got a series coming up called the cbdexpertseries.com, where she interviews over 40 experts about CBD. So start with this podcast. It's a great primer on CBD and all of its many benefits. And then you can graduate on to the, the CBD expert series to really do a deep dive with all the different experts. I hope you guys had an amazing time bringing in the new year. It's so exciting to have not only just a new year, but a whole new decade, a whole new opportunity to reinvent your life. And I had a lot of time to think about this in my New Year's resolutions. Uh, Over my vacation, I went to Salulita, Mexico, which is just north of Puerto Vallarta and on the Pacific side of Mexico and just had such a relaxing time. And doing a digital detox and not working at all, which is hard for me to do. <laughs> and uh, walking on the beach and swimming in the ocean and getting some sun. And I love chasing the sun over the, the Christmas holiday. And uh, just had such a, a wonderful time with my fiance and his 21-year-old son. And Winter spent some valuable time with her father and uh, spending time with him. And uh, so I just I just wanted to say that I hope you guys uh, really focus on writing down your resolutions, writing out your goal, what you what you want for yourself, what you envision for yourself, what is your life purpose, who is it that you want to be, how do you want to show up in the world and write down those goals and look at them every morning and make that happen, you know, manifest your dreams. And that's a big thing for me that I started on started working on very early in my life is writing down goals my you know three month one year five year and ten year goals and it's just amazing how they how they come true when you're really focused on those and and have something to work towards something to look forward to and so i wrote down my my 2020 vision for the year on a blog post on myersdetox.com just just type in uh, 2020 New Year's resolutions on MyersDetox.com. And you can see those, see what I'm doing right now, and what my, my New Year's resolutions are. I know so many of you guys listening to the show are looking to detox heavy metals and are not sure where to start. So I created a quiz. Go to heavymetalsquiz.com. You can take a two minute quiz and then after that get a free video series on how to detox, how it testing to do, where do you start with detoxification. I give you lots of simple tips and tricks so that you can detox correctly. A lot of people make mistakes, so go to heavymetalsquiz.com. On the show today, we have Dr. Mary Clifton. She is a board-certified MD practicing in Manhattan and New York. She's a recognized expert in CBD and cannabis and the highly respected professional certification course the Cannabinoid Protocol. She's worked with several pharmaceutical CBD and cannabis corporations on product development and has provided medical and scientific directorship in the US, Europe, Asia, and Africa. And she speaks at major cannabinoid events around the world. Dr. Clifton is the best-selling author of The Grass Is Greener, Medical Marijuana, THC, and CBD Oil, Reversing Chronic Pain, Inflammation, and Disease, and the author of Get Wasted, as well as five companion cookbooks. Dr. Clifton is the host of the upcoming CBD Health Revolution, featuring over 40 speakers on the topic of CBD and its many uses and benefits happening free January 13th to the 19th, 2020. So you can learn more and sign up at cbdexpertseries.com. Mary, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Wendy. Why don't you tell a little bit uh, to us about what you do and how you got into the health industry?
1: Oh, sure. I've been an internist for almost 25 years now in uh, Michigan and now in Manhattan. Uh, doing hospital-based medicine and office-based medicine in a general practice and just having a lot of fun for years. And I got involved in cannabis and CBD after I had some very uh, special personal experiences with uh, with some important people in my life. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and can you
1: tell us a little about that? Well, I've been working with patients for years that were dealing with chronic pain or with malnutrition uh, that had gotten excellent results with using cannabinoid products, cannabinoid formulations uh, over the years and had asked me for cards. And I was happy to do that, but I wasn't really thinking about a, uh, a broader idea around those products until I went through the death of my brother from colon cancer. And I, that death was unusual for me because I'm an internist. I mean, I see people dying all the time. I take care of old people. So it's not unusual for me to have somebody in hospice or several somebody's in hospice at once. But I've always managed my hospice from a distance with a nurse or family member at the bedside. This was probably the first experience of my life that i personally was at the bedside managing the symptoms of the patient and unfortunately in the case of my brother having a really difficult time i had a lot of uncontrolled symptoms and i i felt like i never really got a good handle on things before he passed away in terms of his uh hunger for air some of his pain symptoms and I, I felt bad about the process, but I really did everything I could medically with every, everything that I had in a Western medicine model. And then about four months later, one of my girlfriends died of recurrent ovarian cancer. And I ended up at that bedside experience too. But this time she focused on just using cannabinoid formulations to control her symptoms. And we had such a smoother process. So I went back, like I always do, to research and see if I could uh, prove to myself that this was just a coincidence. And then the more I researched, the more I realized it wasn't a coincidence at all, that there really is a lot of data around using CBD and cannabinoids in these settings. Mm -hmm. So um, I decided to start learning more and creating videos that would help people be able to educate themselves both uh, healthcare providers and ordinary people. And I am still doing that. Haven't gone back to regular medicine yet.
0: Yeah, your story resonates with me so much because, you know, I personally use CBD and, uh, you know, I recommended it to my brother. His brother's wife uh, recently passed away from lung cancer. She had a very aggressive form of lung cancer. She passed Mm -hmm. within two months of diagnosis. She was vaping. Thinking it was healthier than cigarettes. And um, sh- I instructed him to use high dose THC and CBD to manage her symptoms. And uh, I think it really helped tremendously. Um, uh, giving her more comfort and managing symptoms. And so that's why I wanted to do this show with you and talk about the many, many, many benefits of CBD, or CBD that's backed up in the research. But let's just start out with the basics here for anyone that's maybe um, never heard of CBD or isn't sure about, you know, what it does exactly. What exactly is CBD?
1: Well, CBD is just a distillation from the hemp plant. The hemp plant or cannabis plant grows with varying concentrations of cannabinoids. Um, And the the most commonly known cannabinoids are THC and CBD. We all know THC because it's the cannabinoid that gets you high. But the CBD, we all know now as the cannabinoid that is sort of the workhorse of the plant that does the work in muscle spasms and has been studied in CBD and also studied in chronic pain, anxiety, and and insomnia. So there's a lot of different potential applications for CBD where it could be helpful in so many cases. But what growers do is grow a, a, a plant that is concentrating CBD in the plant and then distill that off. And you can either distill it off and then run it through a distillation, typically with an alcohol, so that you can have a pure CBD isolate, or you can um, distill off a CBD, what's referred to as broad spectrum or full spectrum, that sort of is more of an essential oil of the plant. It contains all of the things that are in that hemp plant in addition to the CBD. So some other phytonutrients, that may contain a touch of THC, it may also contain some other cannabinoids like CBG or CBN or CBC. So there's a couple of different products available on the market for CBD.
0: Okay, fantastic. And we'll get into some of those details in a second about how to choose and the the all the kind of details about yeah. CBD and products and things like that. But let's talk about some of the benefits of CBD. So I've used CBD successfully for... Aiding sleep when I had a very stressful period in my life, it helped me tremendously with stress management, um, with anxiety, just feeling more calm. What are some Mm -hmm. of the other top benefits of CBD?
1: Well, the amazing thing about CBD is that you already have this endocannabinoid system that lays over every cell of your body. It's, uh, it's already present uh, in high concentration CB1 receptors throughout your central nervous system and it's present throughout, especially your immune system, but also everywhere else in your body in the CB2 receptors. And and your body has this naturally occurring endocannabinoid system that it dials up and down to manage stress or inflammation, either generally or locally. So if you, for example, take a biopsy of an inflamed colon, you'll find higher concentration of CB receptors in the lining Of that inflamed colon and also in the smooth muscle cell that is lining that part of the colon or if you draw off some fluid from a rheumatoid knee some inflammatory fluid from a swollen knee you'll find a higher concentration of the naturally occurring endocannabinoids the 5ag and anandamide excuse me, 2-AG and anandamide. I don't know why I sometimes slip and say 5-AG. <laughs> <laughs> 2-AG and anandamide, those are the uh, naturally occurring endocannabinoids. So your body's already using this system to dial inflammation or stress or or, um, or add some uh, peace and quiet to an inflamed system, uh, already managed in the endocannabinoid system. The exciting thing about this system is that we're just now learning about it because of the prohibition. So we know systems that work like this already. We know about the thyroid system and the, and the adrenal cortical access where changing your cortisol levels affects your entire body in all kinds of minute ways. And we're finding that the endocannabinoid system is operating in the same way as these other systems, just overlaying everything and helping to provide some stability and restore homeostasis.
0: Yeah, so we already have the system in place. We might as well take advantage of it and you know like execute it, light it up, with some CBD, um, <laughs> light it up. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think the whole system is so awesome that it's
1: there and it's ready to be stimulated. Yes. It just shows evidence that we are not here to suffer and to be in misery for our life, that there's the, everything is in place for us to be balanced and restored and calm. And there's, there's no reason not to honor the fact that that system is there.
0: Yes. And so what are some of the, the benefits? Like, what are some of the symptoms that people can find relief with in using CBD?
1: Well, there's some really valuable research, like you've said, around sleep. One of my favorite studies is around a group of uh, a Canadian population that dealt with severe PTSD. And they gave the patients uh, a cannabinoid formulation and were able to, these people were so, sick with insomnia and PTSD, intrusive nightmares. They were sleeping five hours a night on average, which as you know, is just not sustainable. And they were having nightmares five times a week on average. So this population with treatment went to seven hours on average a night of sleep It's just a day and night difference. But on top of that, they reduced their nightmare frequency all the way down from five a week to one a week. So they had this wonderful restorative sleep. And the the group of researchers that worked with these patients said that the results were so dramatic that they were able to start withdrawing other medications, really powerful medications that they were using to manage the PTSD, because the patients finally were getting some uninterrupted sleep.
0: Yeah, that's another amazing benefit is actually medication withdrawal, like even... Um, You know, coming off of painkillers or antidepressants or other things, the people that have a lot of anxiety uh, in that process and using CBD or even THC uh, can really help with that, correct?
1: Oh, it's very exciting in those processes of anxiety or pain, and in study after study, you know, we see really impressive reductions in the use of uh, opioids and other pain medications when people add a, a cannabinoid formulation. There's one Israeli trial that I love to uh, write about and think about, where I think it was 156 patients they followed. None of these trials are huge, you know. That's the problem with the research around. Uh, cannabinoids is that we just nobody has 10 million dollars in 15 years but people are putting together some really elegant small studies that I think have quite a bit of value and when you look at the weight of a number of small studies that show the same outcome that's very exciting so there's research on people with chronic uncontrolled pain in Israel who um, were able half of them to stop their opioids and many of them were on maximum dosages, and still not getting relief of their symptoms. And there's a nice study out of University of Michigan on fibromyalgia patients that shows something similar, very good pain control. There's a lot of ongoing pain research being done at the University of Michigan surrounding uh, cannabinoids. They have a very dedicated team there working on that.
0: Yeah, and can you talk about some of the physiological mechanisms of CBD, like how it works by Impacting the levels of neurotransmitters and the way nerves communicate pain.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what it does. It helps one nerve communicate with another nerve in a slightly different way. So if there's an area where there's a lot of serotonin or dopamine depletion or depletion of uh, uh, GABA and the nerves are not sending uh, healthy signals to each other, the the stimulation of the CB1 receptors allows for a higher level of those feel-good neurotransmitters to stay in the neurotransmitter junction for longer so that nerve to nerve communication is smarter and, uh, and better. And that, and that works especially in settings of chronic pain or chronic inflammation when people are dealing with symptoms that are lasting three months or longer you start to see these subtle shifts in the way that pain or stress is transmitted across the whole system. And Wendy, you're an expert on all of this. You don't need me to talk to your community about all of the ways that long-term stress negatively impacts the uh, the body's physiology. But particularly with pain, there's an amping up that can happen as chronic pain is being transmitted up the spinal cord, and then when the pain gets into the central nervous system, when it's in the uh, in the brain and on the cortex of the brain, it'll expand itself across a larger area of the cortex so that if you, for example, just burn your finger, you may feel strange or a little funny all the way up to your elbow because your brain is expanding that area of injury a little bit. So imagine if your finger was sore for years, you'd have these weird reactive reflexic uh, expansion of pain just from that cortical process. And then when the pain comes down the spinal cord, you have further opportunity to amp up the pain. So in all, all of those places, patients can potentially see very nice reductions.
0: Yeah, and, and CBD also helps with the inflammation as well. And we know that inflammation equals pain. Can you talk a little bit about inflammation and CBD reducing that?
1: Oh, absolutely. The CB two receptors are located throughout the immune system, and they're found on the T cells, and that are uh, that you know have been popularized through HIV or AIDS. But T cells are really important to all of us for maintaining really healthy immune system. They're found on the B cells, which are the cells that create all of the uh, all of the uh, immune cells that respond to infection. What I think is most interesting with using cannabinoid formulations when you're sick is how they change your uh, cytotoxins and your um, cytokines. You know, when you get sick, for example, with the flu, and and you get sick with a uh, bad flu and you have a cough, right, and a fever, but then you also have aching in your back, nausea, loss of appetite, you know, none of that makes any sense why is any of that even happening but you you don't really go to bed because of an an infection with a virus in your upper respiratory tract you go to bed because your bones ache and you're just too nauseous to go to work all of that is the result of the cytokines which is just this sort of hyperimmune response that your body makes when it's exposed to infection or inflammation. And early uh, rat trials are showing reductions in certain cytokines by up to 80% when the rats are taking CBD before they're exposed to the flu. So there's, I think, potential, especially within cold and flu season, to get yourself on a a great (laughs) CBD product and potentially reduce the intensity and severity of an illness for yourself because you're going to get sick in the winter. I mean, virtually everybody does.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and so let's talk a little bit about... Um, chronic fatigue syndrome. I mean, I know there aren't any studies on cannabinoids and chronic fatigue syndrome yet, but can you talk about CBD and anxiety, and and how that could impact our circadian rhythms?
1: Oh sure, I mean I think a lot of sleep is 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 a lot of sleep and circadian rhythms and being able to be ready to fall asleep has to do with being able to settle your brain down. And a lot of people ramp up with anxiety, that can cause an initial insomnia where you can't fall asleep. The anxiety can pop up in the middle of the night and lead to some middle of the night reawakening, a secondary insomnia. And if the anxiety is severe, it can actually to a tertiary insomnia where people wake up a few hours ahead of their alarm and can't fall back asleep. So anxiety is a real problem for managing a healthy circadian rhythm. And there's um, some some really exceptionally good studies looking at anxiety and, uh, and how it can be reduced with CBD. My favorite one is where these researchers took these poor young men who were college age who had generalized anxiety disorder already diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder to where they were having trouble getting to class, you know, much less having a full college experience. They were having trouble leaving their apartment, and they—it's a very small study—but they had half of the men uh, just show up and not and and get a IV followed by an MRI, which, as you know, both of those things so anxiety provoking. And they watched how the brain lit up on the MRI um, and, and where the anxiety from the MRI was concentrating activity within the brain. And then they took the other half of the young men and gave them a high dose of CBD before they started the IV and the MRI. And at every point in time when they examined the kids who had CBD, they had a lower level of anxiety compared to people who didn't. And then they crossed over the study where they took the kids who hadn't gotten treated and treated them and took the kids who you know, were treated and did it without CBD. But the really neat thing is they finished it with an MRI. So we could see exactly how their brains were lighting up and we could in fact see that there's a difference in the way people respond to anxiety provoking experiences when they're pre-treated with CBD.
0: Yeah, and I think that's great because a lot of us have stress in our lives. Sometimes we have stress that, or we all have stress that we don't realize is acting upon us, like EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies, and nutritional stress. There's just there's just a lot going on in our environment, and um, by uh, using CBD, I think it's just an amazing way to control anxiety when we can't control the stress in our lives or when we're transitioning from a stressful period and trying to get to a less stressful state in our, our lives. I think it's just an amazing way. It's helped me so, so much whenever I've had stressful periods and I'm very lucky. I live in California, so I've got, you know, a marijuana pharmacy shop on every corner Yeah, <laughs> and they're just everywhere. Um, and I use a product called chill That's amazing. It's a chocolate that has THC in it just to help you fall asleep and then CBD to help you stay asleep and prevent night waking. It's just helped me tremendously.
1: A lot of people that are using these products for nighttime are using a small amount of THC in the product, and sometimes a large amount. People are really finding that some of the, uh, especially the indica strains, where you're, you know, when you're thinking about different strains of cannabis, you can lean more toward a sativa, which is stimulating. Or an indica hybrid, which is more sedating, and the uh, indica hybrids uh, will will be very nice before sleep, generally speaking it 's not a one hundred percent deal, but generally speaking, you know using an indica hybrid with a bit of THC. Does a really nice job of helping most of my patients get to sleep and stay to sleep, which is so lucky because the medications we were using all these years—the benzodiazepines and Ambien and uh, you know Restoril and Elevil, the sedating uh, antidepressants—they all have so many side effects. You know, yeah, they're the impact terrible they do they impact a person's driving they put older people at increased risk for falls there's a lot of side effects with them and they don't work great so it's uh so so it's nice to have another option that is really effective having a good night's sleep is a critical part to getting yourself healed and well in whatever you're working on
0: yeah i had a girlfriend that was taking ambien and she started sleep eating (laughs) She gained like 15 pounds because she was waking up in the middle of the night eating and had no idea, but she'd see the evidence in her kitchen, like wrappers everywhere and um, but she she couldn't control it because that's just what she was doing when she there
1: is there's these weird amnesia experiences on those meds where you're like what i i admitted a patient to the hospital who got in a terrible car accident it was lucky that it was just man versus lamppost rather than you know car to car and he came in just goofy as could be and then all of the symptoms resolved after his medication wore off but he had taken a, uh, a hypnotic you know a prescription before bed and gotten him and then for whatever reason decided he was supposed to get in his car and go somewhere and then there we have this big mess so
0: that's that's terrible yeah and then and i have been addicted to xanax before where i didn't know i was addicted i just was having sleep problems and and asked my doctor you know is there something for this and they gave me xanax and i was taking like 0.25 milligrams uh-huh. And I mean, just a tiny amount just a and just one, yeah. had a tr- horrible time getting off of it. I mean, it was agonizing it getting off. It is a,
1: the, it the benzodiazepines are really hard to stop. They're really hard to stop. And they they have like an immediate um, withdrawal problem when you stop them like right away the first night. But then even if you get through the immediate problem, it is not unusual for people to have another withdrawal like six or eight weeks later and be right back into it. You know, so those are very addictive and powerful medications. And, you know, they're a controlled substance. And then you've got to be worried that somebody is going to, you know, a a friend or somebody could come over and take them out of your bathroom. I mean, it's just kind of a crazy thing that we've gotten ourselves into. But, you know, 25 years ago when I was sitting in medical school, our dean came and did a lecture for us. I mean, the dean of our medical school, not just a professor, And she told us that we have these opioid medications right now. We have powerful medications that we can use to manage people's pain and sleep. And if you don't do it, you're committing medical malpractice. It's Mm -hmm. not right to make people suffer. So you, you give... You give the pain medication in escalating doses. You give people uh, pain medication for breakthrough symptoms, so that if the pain that they're not, if the pain is worse on a particular day, they can have more. I mean, we just got a very, very clear <laughs> encouragement to use these drugs. You know, as whenever it was appropriate, and so you know, we very much contributed to a big mess. We created.
0: Yeah, but the fact is that people want these medications. They don't. They want to sleep. They don't want to be in pain. Yeah. I went to my doctor specifically. Doctor, give me something to help me sleep. I can't sleep. And so it just it works both ways as well. And so um, so CBD is just. I mean, in my opinion, a wonder drug. I mean, it, you don't have withdrawal symptoms from it. There's tons and tons of uh, studies oh, yeah. and benefits. Um, But if someone doesn't understand dosing it, um, it can prove ineffective. Can we talk a little bit about dosage and like you mentioned, uh, an isolated CBD and then like a full spectrum? Can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Oh, yeah. We should talk about, uh, about the different types of CBD and we should talk about the modes of administration and then how to how to titrate them up. So the first thing to think about is exactly what kind of CBD product you want. Because if you're in a situation where you can't have any THC, or if there's any questions surrounding your drug testing and the safety of using CBD, you of course want to have a conversation with your employer or your HR department about adding some CBD for sleep. It, it doesn't pick up on a drug test, but there is a potential that if you use enough broad spectrum CBD and you, and you got tested within 12 or 14 hours of the last dose that you could possibly convert that test. So the CBD can either just be pure CBD. There's just nothing else in the uh, product you're buying and that's referred to as a CBD isolate. So the, the CBD has been distilled off the plant, usually the leaves and the buds, and then the, that CBD has been further distilled so it's just a pure CBD molecule. And then you can go up to either a broad spectrum or a full spectrum which includes all of the other or some of the other chemicals in the plant. You know, a little bit more of a complicated mixture because a lot of people feel like a whole plant or a whole food is better than a component. I personally believe that an apple or an orange is a lot better than, uh, than a uh, vitamin C tablet. So um, I feel the same way about CBD, that the CBD is good, but it's also in the plant concentrated around a whole bunch of other things that may be helping it to be even better. So a lot of people like that entourage effect, this effect of having a lot of different chemicals potentially working together. And that's what you get with a more broad spectrum or full spectrum CBD However, you do get a risk that you may have some THC, 0.3%, which is three parts per 1,000, a very small amount THC could be in there. And like I said, at high dose, if you're tested shortly after, you could trip a test on it. So it's important to And just recognize any risk that you may be under with using that. So, you can use either of those products, and then after you've thought about what kind of CBD you want, you want to think about how quickly you want it to hit your system. Uh, Most people want a fairly rapid onset of action because you don't want to be anxious or have some pain you're trying to treat or want to go to bed and then take your product and it kicks in an hour later. You know, at that point, you don't even really know if it worked. But if you can take a CBD product and, uh, you know, get an onset of action in eight or nine minutes, that's going to give you quite a bit more data on how it's working for you. So I usually recommend that when people are starting, they start with a tincture. And if you drop the oil in your mouth, hold it under your tongue or on your cheek, you can get very rapid absorption, and you can get data on if it's working very quickly. You should, you know, get absorption and some results happening in as little as eight or nine minutes.
0: Yeah, and what about um, you know dosage as far as milligrams? And I was in Europe over the summer and went into a pharmacy, and they had. CBD ranging from like uh, f- like five milligrams all the way up to, I think it was almost 5,000. No, I'm sorry. It, must, it was really, I think it was, five, it was 500 milligrams. Yeah. I mean, and it was like 120 euros. For a vial that it it was really expensive, but it was very, very concentrated.
1: Very concentrated, and I like those products. You know, I work with some companies that do those because when you get up into, you know, the quantities for, uh, you know, specifically for bipolar disorder or for seizure disorder, we're oftentimes going up pretty significantly. I mean, the research would support in a lot of cases between 300 and 500 milligrams a day in those settings. And it's not unusual for anxiety uh, to be looking at about three hundred milligrams a day. Although, but I also have patients managing their anxiety on a lot less, on a third of that. So I, so I just recommend that you get a uh, product, you know, that's at least a thousand milligrams per uh, per. Um, You know, container and then try starting with a half a dropper full. You know, choose a good product that you want to stick with and try starting with a low uh, serving size. We can't call it a dose because the FDA will be irritated if we call it a dose. So you start with a low serving size, like a half a dropper full, and then just inch it up from there. If that doesn't give you the result you're looking for, you can go to a whole dropper full or just start with what you're comfortable with and go up slowly. I'm designing a app a titration tool app that i'll be able to share with your audience soon that's actually going to be amazing for cbd and cannabinoid formulations but it'll be great for any product you're thinking about using and see if you get a result you know it'll help you keep track of of any of your supplements that you're using to see if they're working anything at all
0: oh that's fantastic yeah because i mean it's a little bit like the wild west out there with a lot of the marijuana, medical marijuana and CBD THC products. So, you know, we, we have to be very, very discerning when it comes to choosing the product and the dosage and what it says on the label. And so what is the difference? Cause I've seen a lot of hemp oil products out there and I'm like, what, what is that? Cause it's not saying CBD on the label. Yeah. So what do we need to look for when we're looking for a CBD isolate versus the CBD broad spectrum versus hemp oil? Like what is the difference there?
1: I mean, the nice thing about hemp is that it's been protected under the farm bill in two separate passes. So it seems pretty protected that you can grow hemp without going through all of the misery that surrounds growing uh, cannabinoids that have higher concentrations of THC. And then you can grow hemp for use in making fabric or for... um, or for you know, making CBD, and you don't have to put it up under a certain fence with a certain amount of surveillance and all of those kinds of things. So, they, so when you can get a concentrated CBD product from that type of hemp, you can oftentimes manufacture it for a lot less, and that market is really exploding. You should expect a very high level of transparency from whatever company you work with. Your company should be able to provide you with a uh, with third-party testing. And my favorite companies have third-party testing on every single bottle where you can flip the bottle over and there's a QR code that you can scan and then it should open you up right away to the testing. Now, some companies say, oh, we third-party test every batch, and all they give you is the CBD and THC concentration, because if the THC concentration is too high, they have to throw it out, you know? So they have to test for that. But I'm also interested in insecticides and pesticides. I'd like to know the profile of any other cannabinoids that are in the bottle. So, those types of questions are important to me, and they may not be important to somebody else. But that third-party testing is important to me, so that I know exactly what I'm getting in the bottle. So I expect companies to do that.
0: Yeah, because you know, products uh, can have um, you know chemicals in them, especially if you know, because there's different methods of extraction. There's carbon dioxide extraction, which is considered organic. And then there's hexane and chemical extractions, which uh, leave chemical toxic residues in the product. And so do, do you want your CBD products to be labeled organic?
1: It's, I think so I think it's I think it's pretty important to be looking for people I think it's just important to know who's making your CBD and to rely on a very good producer it's not something you just want to buy on a whim and grab a bottle and uh, and then get involved with a company that doesn't that isn't doesn't have very high standards I mean with that said I've been to so many trade shows all over the country and actually all over the world I was in Europe myself this summer, doing some presentations in uh, Vienna and in and in Africa surrounding uh, CBD and cannabis, and. There is so much integrity in this community because the people that are fighting against the prohibition really want it to be done right and uh, and and adopted across the world. So everybody's working really hard to keep things above board. But there are a lot of companies out there that are just looking to differentiate themselves based on some interesting packaging and not really on much else. I saw somebody with a motivation, thing where you could have it um, increase or decrease from the patch you wear on your arm through the Bluetooth to your phone. I mean that seemed a little unnecessary (laughs) you know we can just put a drop under your tongue I'm not sure why we need to bluetooth your phone to your (laughs) pouch but I mean I guess it's cool so but but I'm not sure that that's how I want a company to differentiate for me for me I'd really like to make sure that it's super clean and the product I'm putting in my body is really really good and then I'll take it from there (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so a product may not have the USD organic label on it, but there's certain questions you want to ask is it's carbon dioxide extraction? Is it grown the marijuana grown without pesticides and insecticides and herbicides and things like that? Is it tested for heavy metals? I know a lot of companies out there are doing basic heavy metal testing like cadmium, lead, mercury, and arsenic. And uh, you know, that's, that's, you know, suitable.
1: And that's really important. That's a very good thing to bring up for your audience, Wendy. I didn't think about that until just now because uh, CBD, uh, hemp, and the cannabis plants that concentrate THC—they all uh, do a very good job of cleaning the soil of heavy metals. They're chelators, and uh, and they draw a lot of heavy metals up into the plant. So everybody who's—I mean, I was just talking to somebody about this in Boston a couple of weeks ago—that it's Surprising how many companies don't test for heavy metals, and how many of these products probably do have a pretty high concentration of heavy metals. Just because you know, when you want to clear a field of heavy metals, you plant it with hemp.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, because it it draws up cadmium from the soil. It's tobacco and marijuana are amazing at drawing up cadmium, which causes more cancers than all of the other metals combined. It's one of the reasons cigarettes cause lung cancer. So you have to be careful in your choice of medical marijuana and CBD because there's a little like, hidden surprise. Uh, yeah. And, and it add, occurs
1: add, to me that all of the tobacco companies should be doing third party testing on every batch so that you could see the heavy metals in the tobacco. If you're, I, if you're inclined to smoke cigarettes, we should be trying to make you as I have a healthiest choice of possible. And if you don't even know what your heavy metal concentration is, that just occurred to me. What a valuable point. Yes. We should expect that from all of our tobacco too
0: yeah and what about vaping CBd I mean, there's you know a big craze of vaping and there's lots of CBD vape products out there are the are you for against that or is it just better to Take it in a team. You know, the vaping has been such an interesting process to watch.
1: I, when because I live in New York City, you know, and uh, and I'll I'll uh, go sit in a restaurant and look out the window and watch people go by. You know, several times a week while I'm working and eating, and uh, and I and and after the vaping thing hit all of a sudden I started to see people smoking cigarettes again it didn't seem like anybody smoked (laughs) like like smoking disappeared it's like wow we're making a big dent on that and then after vaping everybody's smoking it's just that they used to be vaping so but here we go again I never see anybody smoking anymore Um, the vaping is just so simple so I think we've got to be really careful about figuring that out But the vaping was really brought to the United States to try to reduce the amount of smoking. The idea was that vaping would reduce the amount of tobacco use. And uh, actually it's done nothing but, but ramp it up with all of these delicious flavors and things. People are using a shocking amount of these products. And that's part of the problem with the crisis with certain people is that they are using it at such high concentration. But the, the major constituents that keep the, uh, the product in fluid form, the propylene glycol and the glycerin, both burn to carbonyls and, uh, and the other one burns into acetaldehyde and formaldehyde, which is all stuff that you already get from cigarettes at about the same level. So none of that is particularly interesting. What it may be causing, a large part of the problem, is these vitamin E contaminated ones but also the uh, diacetyl and the other artificial flavorings because none of those artificial flavorings are designed to be ingested through your lungs. You can swallow them and they're proven safe, but if you put those artificial flavorings in a vape and put them in your lungs, we have you know well-known occupational hazards with that. As far back as the early 2000s, there were people being diagnosed with popcorn lung when they were working in occupational settings around these uh, flavoring ingredients Hmm. so we know that they're not safe to inhale and unfortunately they were allowed to get into vaping products they do cause irreversible lung disease in an otherwise healthy lung and they also make asthmatics worse they make people with um, chronic bronchitis or cystic fibrosis get worse they're really bad actors So if you're vaping, you absolutely should not use any products that are um, flavored, And, and you should just, you know, I really think try to stick with something else until we get a very good understanding of what's going on with vaping
0: yeah exactly because that's what killed my brother's wife was she switched from smoking cigarettes bad to vaping and a lot of these companies do marketing you know hey vaping's healthier than cigarettes mm-hmm. right you're not getting all the toxins you're just getting your nicotine pure nicotine but in case yeah. of cbd um you know number one if it's not organic you're gonna maybe have hexane uh in it and then the flavorings and she mm-hmm. got a very aggressive form of lung cancer um, and I believe it was the, the vaping that, that did it. She probably would have been better off smoking. Um, so you really have to be careful about that. I mean, why not just go with, uh, you know, the, the liquid tinctures? Because it's just, uh, I don't think there's enough research on the vaping yet, the benefits yeah,
1: you know, I mean, I did a three-part series on vaping, and I think a lot of the benefits were very much overplayed. Uh, you know, in order to get the uh, get the FDA clearance on it, and uh, yeah, I mean, I am avoiding vaping until we get more data. Um, my uh, daughter is also a doctor, and she messaged me one day and said, "I'm going to tell all my patients to never vape again." <laughs> just like that, you know. She uh, she read a little bit about it and got. So I think it's just wise for everybody to take a little step away and and uh, look at what we were doing. I mean, these products are all smokable. They've been smoked for you know four thousand years for management of uh, of what looks to be in those ancient hieroglyphics things like abdominal pain or or end of life issues. So there's uh, we have a lot of safety data over four thousand years if somebody was going to grow a third eyeball on this stuff, they would have done it by now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) So you're probably okay to smoke it. And you know what? I mean, when you're using CBD or cannabis, you might be talking about eight inhalations a day. This is a different story than somebody who's taking 400 inhalations a day with a one pack a day of smoking. I mean, that's a lot of exposure for your lungs. So a lot of times when they're saying, "Oh, smoking's terrible for you," they're doing this like overarching smoking is terrible that includes cigarette smoking and uh, cannabis or CBD smoking, and not really looking at the fact that CBD is actually anti-inflammatory and cannabis and uh, and tobacco is very inflammatory and you're doing eight inhalations compared to 400 so when you really try to tease out what happens to the lungs of people who are using cbd and cannabis regularly we just don't have the data to support that that's particularly damaging to your lungs
0: yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, there's certainly some people that are smoking a lot of marijuana, but, but for the most part, people that are, you know, the, that are doing that recreationally, but for people that are using it medicinally, they're not using it, you know, nearly as much typically. Um, yeah, and a
1: lot of times you can get a concentration of a product where if you like to smoke a lot of marijuana, if your plan is to get really lit, you know, you can do that with one or two or three puffs in a lot of cases just choosing the right product
0: yeah exactly they have very very strong screens now and and whatnot so are there any cbd brands that you recommend and trust to people because i know there's a lot of products out there i get this question a lot from my clients uh are you comfortable talking about brands that you recommend
1: yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have a number of different brands. I think probably we should make sure that your clients have a uh, have a link so that they can uh, sign up with a with a special discount. If you are comfortable with that, yeah, I'd love absolutely, to be able to share those links with you. Um, but uh, it, but I use uh, I use several different companies. So yeah, let's make sure that you have those. I just want to make sure that people you know, have a few selections on some great products that are very, very high quality, for sure.
0: Yeah. So if you go on myersdetox.com, search for Dr. Mary Clifton, and we'll have that list of recommended products um, on the, the podcast post for you guys. Um, so why don't you talk to us about some of your favorite stories when when working with patients in CBD?
1: Oh, wow. I have one patient that I love dearly who has been dealing with bipolar disorder for a very long time and has had so many side effects with the medications that we were um, able to take off the bipolar medications. It was CBD with just really excellent results, really, really great results. And uh, that's one of my favorites. I really love to talk to uh, all kinds of people that are dealing with some mild anxiety or uh, chronic pain that they just don't want to take narcotics for. Um, I Or, you know, I mean, my whole life has really been in general, internal medicine, I haven't been, you know, reattaching limbs or or taking, you know, out kidneys or something like that. I've been sitting across from a person who's been having a really hard time sleeping because they're getting the divorce. And so trying to give them the right products so that they can get through what they're dealing with with, the, with a minimum amount of, of, you know, harm. I'm always trying to do the least amount of harm. So it's just great to have these products for all of those conditions to see if people can get some benefit from them. I mean, it's not for everybody. It's about 80% of the time that people can get some improvement. 20% of the time, people just don't like it. They don't like the taste. They don't like the idea of putting an oil in. They don't want to fiddle around with trying to figure out what dose works for them because You know, your number of CB receptors, your response to the product is different because we have genetically different numbers of CB receptors. And you also have uh, different concentrations of the fatty acid amine hydrolase, the enzyme that breaks it down. So one person may take a dose and get a four-hour response. Another person may take that same dose and get a two-hour response and be like, well, this doesn't work for me. But you just have a different genetic makeup. And there's also changes you can do to the tone of the endocannabinoid system. It's not just CBD that stimulates it. You can get stimulation from certain essential oils like uh, limonene and linalool, beta-caryophylline. Um, from black pepper, a lot of uh, the uh, pimine from uh, pine seeds or basil, all of those things also stimulate the system. So everybody's coming to the table with a different endocannabinoid system, too. So we just can't really say that this is the serving size that works for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and then yeah. also, people, let's say if you do a broad spectrum CBD, um, there's a little bit of THC in there people have the, A, the AKT1 gene that if that is you know homozygous, they can't metabolize THC and that can be problematic for them. So again, like you mentioned, there's genetic differences in certain people. And I found out my status on 23andMe where I can handle THC where another person can become very paranoid or whatnot. So some mm. people just cannot tolerate THC at all. We
1: have so much genetic data to help people understand how they're going to respond to stress or how they're, how they're going to be able to heal most effectively. I mean, we know enough about PTSD now to know before we ever put you on a battlefield if you're going to have PTSD from that experience when you're done you know what the likelihood is for different people i mean you sort you come to the party with a different uh, adrenal cortical axis and with a with a different set of life experiences and some people handle stress and some people just don't so it's, uh, it's it, it, we have a lot of data around that, but we still don't have a great panel for how to uh, figure out how you're going to respond to the um, CBD. I'll have, paid, <laughs> I had one fellow tell me that he bought it and he was like, I thought it smelled weird. I gave a dose to my dog and he still barked. So it, I don't think it works for me and my family. And I will <laughs> know, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Why don't you try it on yourself? And I'm not really sure that we can say that your dog's response is. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest one yet.
0: <laughs> Just try; it. it's not going to hurt you. CBD is not going to hurt you. Just try it and see if it works. And it doesn't, yeah. Maybe titrate up a little bit. It's, it's yeah. You know, y- you know you my best lose. advice
1: until we get this app out is to t- is to take a, a serving size and then set an alarm for 25 or 30 minutes later on your phone and then when the alarm goes off just think about on a 1 to 10 scale where you're at measure where you're at you know 25 minutes later measure where you're at and if you're like well dang my anxiety was an 8 and now it's a 4 or or you had to wake up to shut off your alarm on your phone then those are all good signs if that doesn't happen then you've got to go back and look at that uh, at that do- at that
0: serving size
1: and see if you can make a modification, go up a little bit and get a better result.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. So, you know, in a world where when you go on Google and you search, or hopefully you're going on a different search engine, um, but you search for CBD, um, there's 80 million entries. So, uh, you know, what made you want to do a CBD expert series on this topic?
1: Oh, that's exactly why I wanted to. I wanted to bring out some of the very best people. I mean, I am so lucky to live in Manhattan because you, you know, you get every once in a while to see a random movie star. That's great. But uh, so many people that are moving and shaking in in all kinds of fields in finance and banking and medicine—they're all here. And uh, we have these uh, amazing people here, but also, of course, in Colorado and California and in Israel. There's a lot of great work being done so I brought together everybody I could think of that could give me some really valuable data around this topic and uh, and created this uh, expert series and then we're just going to keep bringing it whenever i can find somebody who has really valuable data that can contribute you know we'll just keep talking about the topic and then make sure that people have what they need you know so that they can make uh you know great healthy decisions on how to use the product or or if you need some ancillary help with other stuff, you know, because there's a lot more to sleep, as you know, uh, Wendy, than just uh, taking your CBD. There's a lot more to uh, managing a chronic fatigue syndrome or an anxiety than just taking your CBD. So there's broader conversations that will be fun to have with people too.
0: Yeah, and I noticed Dr. Judy Mikevitz is on, she's going to be talking about Mm -hmm. CBD and how it helps with detoxification, which I thought was incredibly interesting, because it does help with that. So just so many different uses of CBD. Are there any other talks that really stand out for you on the summit?
1: Well, I really liked the talk with um, Arnaud from Blink Group, who talked quite a bit about uh, vaping, but in a very positive way. (laughs) That was an interesting talk to try to corral. And uh, also the work with the uh, Ann Arbor team on pain. I had uh, some good conversations with uh, with with, uh, the doctor that uh, runs He's the medical director for one of the uh, um, major dispensaries in Ann Arbor. So he was wonderful, too. Uh, I I thought we had a nice crowd of uh, high-quality researchers.
0: And what dates are this free online event happening? Well, it's available
1: now for pre-order, and I'm and and I think you can watch some of the videos early if you pre-order now, and then it launches more robustly, sort of end of January, beginning of February. But the pre-order is a really exciting time because we have all the free gifts lined up from all of the speakers, which is really remarkable. And then, uh, you know, and then in in addition to that, you're all set and ready and uh, on your feet for when it launches.
0: Yeah. And you guys can check this out at cbdexpertseries.com. Go there right now, sign up and like I said, from January, I believe it's 13th to 19th. It's totally free online, but you just can't wait. You got to have it right now. You can buy it, uh, buy it early and purchase the series and have it Listen to all the, it's over 40 talks, right? Oh yeah, we have a, we have a bunch of
1: really great talks, and then I co-hosted with uh, with V Capaldi, and she brought in um, all these amazing rock stars from the CBD and uh, cannabis community, and it got to have a lot of conversations more on a uh, you know on a on a plane of uh, everyday use and uh, bringing it in with cooking and all kinds of stuff.
0: Fantastic! Yeah, I I actually signed up for this. I actually signed up for this series before I even uh, like met you and just you know was asked to do this podcast with you. So it's it's a a girlfriend of mine called me up and said, "Hey, you've got to do a podcast with Mary." And uh, so here we are. But I actually signed up for it myself because I'm really interested in this topic. I mean, I I have been helped so much by CBD, and I recommended it to so many of my clients. And I think it's just a, a miracle medicine that can uh, truly truly help people and I think it, we really need to take uh, educate people to remove the stigma around CBD. You know it's not marijuana, you're not smoking marijuana when you're taking CBD. It's uh, just an amazing thing with tons of benefits with almost zero side effects. So that's why we need to be talking about it more.
1: It's such a great, uh, it's been such a great thing for me to get involved in. It's, uh, it's so heartwarming, really, to read and, and and also to talk to individuals. I was working at my mother's house last summer. She's in my childhood home. And uh, and one of my friends, I was having dinner with one of my friends from high school. And I was finishing up on ticks and Tourette's. I I mean I'm an internist. I don't know anybody with ticks and Tourette's. I take care of old people with diabetes and high blood pressure, and I have a series of videos coming out on how it helps with diabetes and high blood pressure. Oh, wow. But the ticks and Tourette's, I don't know who I, I don't know who who I'm who I'm even doing this video for. Um, but anyway, I got the video done, got cleaned up and fixed my hair, and then went off to dinner with my friend. He said, "Do you mind if I bring my kid?" And I said, of course not. You know, that'd be great. So he brings his kid who is loaded with ticks, just uh, just busy all the way through the whole meal with all of these motor ticks. It was so distressing. And they've been dealing with that since he was like, I think, 10 when it finally really surfaced heavily. And, um, and he's brilliant. The kid is brilliant. He's just got a terrible amount of ticks and Tourette's. And... Um, and the, he left dinner a little bit early. And then my friend said, do you know of anything that can help him? And I had just read all of the studies that, and there's not a lot of data. There's case reports really out of Germany. So I shared the case reports and I said, I'm just going to share you my material before it's, before it's produced and prepared and put up on the site. I'll just give it to you and your son because he, he can handle it. He's smart enough to, to read this himself. Anyway, he went ahead and started some CBD with just a remarkable improvement in his symptoms. It's so lucky, and we were afraid because of he's such a gifted mathematician, we were afraid that it would throw him off there, but it hasn't at all. You know, the um, his memory hasn't been impacted in any significant way. There's a lot of this stuff that you'll become a stoner pothead and you'll have no short-term memory that when you actually do look at the research, there's not a lot of research to support that. And if there are, any major changes in memory, you, they completely resolve after as little as three weeks. The most recent data is saying it's three weeks, not three months, that before your memory returns fully mm-hmm. restored. So theres I, I, I've been so excited to have experiences like that. One on top of another, there's, there's, there's a, a, a video in my library for everyone. And if there isn't one, then you can just message me and I'll make it.
0: Yes, that's that's fantastic. I mean, and you have uh, other programs as well where you teach, is it that you teach practitioners or lay people about incorporating CBD into their life?
1: Yeah, I have a certification course that people can use, and that's um, that's a, a, is still in its launch mode. We're affiliating it with other products that have some, a business portion to them and other things so that we can have a more rounded out program. But it does a really nice job of supporting the clinical. And that's probably something... That will break into smaller pieces for different communities because, you know, 60 minutes of cancer and how cannabis and CBD works with cancer is not of interest to everybody, but it's of interest, a high level of interest to certain people. So I want to be able to make it available to the people who, um, you know, who would benefit from hearing about it.
0: Yeah, and a great place to start is the cbdexpertseries.com. So guys, go check it out. And Dr. Clifton, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Oh, Wendy, thank you.
0: Yeah, so everyone, thanks for tuning in this week to the Myers Detox Podcast. I was so excited to do this show and get it out to you guys as quickly as possible because I just, like I said, I love medical marijuana and CBD oil, and uh, there's so many amazing Um, you know, so much amazing, promising research and benefits to these products. So thanks for tuning in, guys, and I'll talk to you next week.